Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. This is Glenn at Bedside Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to Black Girls Texting. Each week we spill tea and we let you in on it. (laughs) (laughs) Tea from our group chat. Oh, okay. That's the phrase that I need to get. Okay. Each week we spill tea from our group chat because this is Black Girls Texting. And each week we let you in on it. 38 episodes in. <laughs> um, I'm Sade at Black Girls Texting. I'm Chelsea at Chelsea Pinky, a.k.a. the washing machine queen. I'm Glenn at Bedsty Brat. Also, we got some new intro music. Bitches are official. You won't have to hear Chelsea's classically trained voice so much. Uh, excuse me. You mean they won't get, <laughs> You're welcome. get to hear. Get to hear. But I'll still drop Hallelujah. a tune in there for you all once in a while. You'll, you'll bless the, bless the yeah. people. Bless the I feel people. like you can't help it. Yeah, because I'm a singer, classically <laughs> trained. Oh, see, there she go. Um, so we have a really exciting subject. So we want to pay how in, was but I was going to say the weekend. <laughs> Guys, I was going to say we'll quickly talk about our weekend. Just let me, let me go. Let, tell me when to go. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Um. Ladies, how were your weekends? Like, it's my first goddamn rodeo. Um, well, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. That's Bitch, a lie. you a lie. <laughs> I'm with Kat. Oh, so now we're telling lies. Prove it. Um, I have photos. No, you don't. Ooh, Anyways, um, I, what did I do? I did a face mask. I watched Game of Thrones. I hang out with my BF. That's it. Wow, so domestic. Wait, I, why? What? Sounds like I'm, a wild time. I know, and she usually <laughs> she's talking shit about us. <laughs> What'd wow. you all do? Shade did a boy. <gasps> wow, Shade, you didn't even tell me. <laughs> that is so foul. What kind I of boy? I literally told Glenn. To like keep her mouth five. shut. Wait, are you serious? Wait, you were trying to keep it from me? Oh, Why? I know. I was wasn't public. Keep it from the world. I wasn't hiding. <laughs> oh, I wasn't hiding. Damn, I don't even know the line. Okay, wait. I was tell us about it. the world from your boy. <laughs> tell us about him. I was hiding him. the boy from the world. <laughs> tell us about him. Um, oh, shit. My bad, Nice girl. guy. Yeah. Uh, how tall? 6'2". What color? Brown. Mm, what kind of brown? Because <laughs> you ain't say black. <laughs> an, an, an Asian brown? <laughs> Since when are Asians brown? Oh, Asians. like Indian. Oh my gosh. She's connecting is the going dots. to listen to this podcast. Okay, okay we can we stop can right on. there. That's all on. there is. I'm just celebrating <laughs> your wins because I think this is an important step in your... Single girl living on the in the bay, like mm-hmm. you know, working yeah, woman. So much. Ben, I'm into it. I'm happy you? for you. Uh, I went to DC for f- my friend's engagement party, which was very cute. 
Howard University reunion, basically. Looked amazing. Yeah, I did give cool. looks. It was cute. It was a cute time. I was telling, uh, I was texting and t- saying that there was um, all these men there that had like sweaters on and they were wearing crosses and stuff. And their wow. bodies were all buffed up in the pectoral <laughs> area. And I was like, damn, like this is how people be getting married. Yeah, like, these are the kind of people church. I should be talking to. Oh, my word. They were all trying it, but I huh, can't. You weren't into it? Can't do Also, it. remember the Creole man she told us was hitting on her? <gasps> yes. At, at, he, at, at the uh, engagement party? No, no girl. At the bus stop? I missed my bus, oh. so I went and tried to sit in a hotel so I wouldn't feel like a scrub. <laughs> and this Creole man came over and was talking to me forever. Wow, I forgot about him. She said she was. he was trying to bag her, and then... He's like explaining how like he had like slave family, and I was like, yes. "How old is this man?" What? Yes, he was. He had grandchildren. Why do you always meet the strangest characters? Strange, but he was so interesting. Honestly, he was telling me some shit. See, that's some shit why for an episode. you think it's interesting. Yeah, I'd be interviewing people. But yeah, that's like, you that really was, do. You really mm-hmm. do. Anything for a story. Anything for a story. Do it for the story. Which, do you want to? Didn't your Wait. Oh yeah, my Nacho piece came out finally that I've been like hinting at and talking about since like the beginning, the dawn of this podcast. Bullet, yes. bullet. Yes, Amazing. which was like really, really bomb and just mad shit just started happening in the past like two weeks that has been so crazy and I'm sitting back like, what the fuck is going on? Like shit uh, is it's things I've beginning. literally written down are happening. When it rains, I don't have no money, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the bag is on the way. It's it's on the way. Next, it's fine. I don't bag. have money either, and I have a whole ass job. Uh, yeah, that one I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand you, Shadi. Um, but anywho, I think that we can jump in. We all watched the oh, Fire Festival. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes. Before we jump in, remember how we were talking about Ariana Grande? Yeah, and we don't said talk how about she my was, queen. And we said how she was appropriating, or she may have been appropriating Two Chains' trap house. Mm-hmm. It was planned. She did a remix with Two Chains. Oh shit! Did you all see that? No, no. But I saw a mashup of like her Soldier Boy and Two Chains. No, that's not real. But she that's actually did a remix with Two Chains. <gasps> I, I live. Mean, I'm not surprised. Live. Queen she Ari. also got a messed up tattoo, and people dragged her for. Oh, it says like barbecue. Yeah, people dragged her for like appropriating Japanese culture, I think, or language or whatever. But Anyways, we can move some people somewhere. were saying, though, that because she's such an international success or whatever, like Japan, people in Japan love her. So she has some kind of relationship to Japan and like her Japanese mm. fans are here for it. So I don't know. Like once you become, I don't know. I really truly but can't does say. It, is, it's not a cultural appropriation if you have a tattoo in another language. I mean, it sucks if it says the wrong thing, but like. I mean, I guess, I think it kind of is when you don't take the time to actually get or learn the correct spelling or characters to make it just always feels make like, sense. Yeah. It's like it's, it's arbitrary. Yeah. But anyways, I don't we don't want to get into yeah, this. Yeah, we don't. We really don't. Anywho, um, so we all watched Fire Festival. And I think after watching that, we have all been talking a lot about privilege. Privilege. Oh, my God. Which I think it has been an underlying factor, like, in all of our conversations. 
yes. influences mm. the way we see everything. So it's about mm-hmm. time that we just kind of address some things. Yeah. It's about damn time. So really quickly, I'll, I'll go on my nerdy spiel and then we'll go into the, um, the activity. We got activities, y'all. <laughs> so anywho, um, reading this article in The New Yorker, it's called The Origins of Privilege by Joshua Rothman. Um, and it starts and says, the idea of privilege that some people benefit from unearned and largely unacknowledged advantages, even when those advantages are discriminatory, has a pretty long history. It talks about in the 30s when W.E.B. Du Bois was talking about the psychological wage that allowed poor whites to feel superior to poor blacks and so on and so forth. There's this article that you guys were telling me about. What's it called again? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the invisible knapsack. Yes, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack by Mm -hmm. Peggy McIntosh. And it seems like it's this whole um, exercise and that really dives into white privilege. But there's so many different ways in which you could be privileged. Yeah. I feel like that was created to like, because sometimes when you talk about privilege to like poor white people, they're like, what do you mean? I'm poor. But like Mm -hmm. being white in it of itself is a huge privilege in this country. Facts. Or affords privileges yeah so that's what the invisible knapsack is all about Mm -hmm. i mean i always jokingly say and and white people don't come drag me but i guess you're gonna drag me i'm like if you were here in america and your family owned some type of slaves and land and you now have no money your family just fucked some shit up (laughs) like they were not financially planning properly they didn't know what to do because you had it all laid out for you I mean, mean, free-ass labor, some land. That's kind of true. It is. It's just, it's very weird, the intersection between race and class and economics. Like, they're, they're like, naturally linked. But also, white people be poor. They just be poor and country and broke down, too. Not broke down. Oh, my God. Remember when we went to Pennsylvania? Exactly. I'm thinking trailer parks, missing teeth. I don't know what their excuse is. Meth, perhaps. Damn. Damn, Glenn. I ain't going on them like that. I'm not, I'm saying there's certain groups of people, white people, that really be struggling, strung out. And do you no think amount those... of their whiteness could pull them up out of that? They be, they still are not educated. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. You know what I mean? I don't agree. Do but... you think we should jump into the test? Yeah, let's jump into the test. Okay, so we found this test online. I think the test is a little problematic, but we thought it might be fun for listeners to do it with us and for you all to hear our answers to get to know us better, too. Right. It's a BuzzFeed test, so you take this shit with a a grain of fucking salt. Yes, Yes, please do. As I'm taking it, there's weird-ass ads next to me. I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm staring. Your stance on these 14 baked goods will reveal what kind of soul you have. That's what? the next <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> recommended quiz. So again, grain of salt. Right. But okay. like, it was still cool to jump into. Hold Absolutely. on, let me pull up the, hold on, I'm pulling up. It was in, a, a friend of mine who, te- who sent this to me, he texted this to me. He's a queer man of color. And it was very interesting to look at our scores afterwards. And so we're going to take this basically right now on okay. air All right. each other. So who's going to read to them? We can bounce around. Um, we can bounce around. I'll okay. start. I am white. Nope, no. not me. Ain't no white people on this line. 
I have never been discriminated against because of my skin color. Not me. Can't check that. Can't say that I don't. I can check that. I've never been the only person of my race in a room. Not us. Can't we can breeze through these. Nope. Yep. I've never been mocked for my accent. I... No, I haven't not been really. mocked. Yeah. No. I feel like I've been mocked. Okay, so accent. click it, Glenn. Yeah. One for Glenn Coco. People never said anything to you about your Brooklyn accent or said things to you or like... Ma'am, you're the only one with a broken okay. accent. We're taking the test, <laughs> right. and then we will go through. All right. Okay. <laughs> Anything I've been called like a fucking valley girl. People but, say that. Um, that's mocking. That's mocking. That is mocking, Shade. For yeah, its own I, reason. I'm, yeah, Shade, I'm giving you a tick for that. That's mocking. You're going to give me a tick? Yes. I feel like this is like someone who genuinely has an accent that like they cannot help. And like I don't want to give myself... like I don't have a... Pri- like I'm not... Underprivileged because I sound more white. Have you allegedly. have you not been mocked for your accent? You said you have, so we're giving you a tip. Next I mean, one. I think it's not necessarily tied to maybe privilege, but it's something to think about. Okay, okay. it could All be right. tied to privilege. All Let's right, see. I have never been told I am attractive for my race. Ticking that off. How about you guys? Oh, I have never been told. No, no, you're not has, pretty for a black girl. No one said that to no. me, but I feel like people allude to it when they're like, what are you? Okay, but they've never said that, so moving on. So I'm taking it up for myself. Okay. Okay. I have never been a victim of violence because of my race. No. No. Glenn? Um, no. Okay. I have never been called a racial slur. No. No. Not to my knowledge. This is the thing that gets me all the time because I am confident that People have said all kinds of things. Oh, I'm in sure. Especially pla- in the spaces I've occupied. Right. But not to your yeah. face. So we're not going to give you a face. face. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never been told I sound white. Well, yes, I check have. Oh, for me. there's that. See, that's what I told y'all. Yeah, I well, you still put, get, I it still counts. I the accent or whatever. Glenn, has anyone told you that? Um, well, yeah, when I was a kid. Okay. So yeah. we all, at, currently we're all at two points. Um, a stranger has never asked to touch my hair or asked if it's real. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, people try to tick for me. Tick. And definitely. Oh, that's happened to me Afro. all the goddamn time. <laughs> I am. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're doing this wrong. I think we're doing this incredibly wrong because you said you have two <laughs> and I have already checked off about four or five. Hold on. We're not supposed to say I have never been mocked for my accent. Like we are. Right. So you leave it blank. Blank. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, we should probably start this over now. Or um, listener's going to find that. No, I think we should probably start this over then. Okay, so if you're white, you check it. So no, we have not. We are not white. So you leave it blank. You, you leave it blank. Yeah. I have never been discriminated against because of my skin color. You leave it blank. Yeah. I have never been the only person... Of my race in the room, leave it blank. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wait, okay, what? so now go through it. I'm heterosexual. Yes, now we all have a tick. Right. Wait, so is that our first tick? Yes. No. Okay. Guys. Okay, I am white. No, I have never been discriminated against because of my skin color. I've never been the only person of my race in the room. Yes. I We've have never been, been. So you leave it I have blank. never. It does not apply to you. Okay, okay, okay. I have never been okay, mocked for my I'm, accent. You said you have never, so you check it. Okay, we're going to start off with I am heterosexual. A check for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or Glenn, are you 
queer. I know. Okay. Yo, the first time I took this, I was like, how do I answer this? And that was a whole oh, my word. moment. But I, I, I think at this point I'm heterosexual. Okay. I, I have never I lied about my sexuality. Tick. Tick. Yo, this is where I got tripped up last time. I don't know. Okay, I won't tick you then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I never had to come out. No, I've never. No. Tick for me. Tick for Sade. Glenn? Tick. Okay. Um, I never doubted my parents' acceptance of my sexuality. Nope. Tick, tick for me. Uh, Glenn? Yeah, no. Okay. I have never been called fag. No. no. Okay. I have never been called dyke. No. no. I have. Oh, shit, you have. Oh, gosh. Wait, wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> so then don't, don't write that down. You've never been, uh, you, you have been. So you leave it blank. Okay, but for you all, I'll give you the tick. Yeah. Okay, I have never been called a fairy or any other derogatory slur for homosexuals. No. Nope. Nope. Okay, you guys can help me read this. Yeah. I have never um, tried to I've hide my sexuality. Tried, oh, sorry. My bad, boo. Mm-hmm. I have never tried to hide my sexuality. Nope. Nope. No. Next. No. I am always comfortable with PDA with my partner in public. Yes. yes. If we're thinking about yep. sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting question. Yeah. Um, I have never pretended to be just friends with my significant other. Never have. Never. Okay. Next. I have never been ostracized by my religion for my sexual orientation. No. No. Nope. Next. I have never been told I would burn in hell for my sexual orientation. No. Nope. No. I have never been told that my sexuality is just a phase. No. Nope. No. I have never been violently okay. threatened because of my sexuality. Nope. No. No. All right. I'll jump in. Yep. I am a man. None of us are. Mm -mm. I feel comfortable in the gender I was born in. Yes. 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 I still identify as the gender I was born in. Yes. Yes. I've never tried to change my gender. Yes. Yes. I've never been denied an opportunity because of my gender. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't explicitly know this, and I I really don't think I have. So then let's take it off, right? So I'm going to take it off. Okay. Glenn, you want me to tick you off? You don't know. I guess if we don't know, we can't yeah. say, but... Okay, so let's okay. give people a benefit of the doubt and give you the tick. Mm. Next. Mm. I'm, I'm dubious. <laughs> I make more money than my professional counterparts of a different gender. No. no. <laughs> I have never felt unsafe because of my gender. No. No. I have. No, as in, like, I wouldn't check this. Like, I have yeah, felt Yeah, I have unsafe. felt unsafe oh, okay, okay, okay. because of yeah. my gender You're right. frequently. Um, I've never been catcalled. Every single day. Every day, so we don't get a tick. Yep. This one was interesting. Um, I've never been sexually harassed or assaulted. I don't like that they coupled those together, but I'm going to say um, that I would leave this unchecked because I do feel as though I've been, like, sexually harassed. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, even catcalling, I guess, is a form of sexual Right, behavior. exactly. Okay. I have never been raped. It's so intense. I can but I'm that. checking that. Is that is really intense. Um, 
Um, I work in a salary a, job. A privilege test. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. My family and I have never lived below the poverty line. I would check it. I would check that. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't have ha- any student oh. loans. I would not check that. I have none. Girl, yeah, I cannot check that. A bitch got <laughs> loans. I've never gone to bed hungry. I can check that. Okay. See, I'm such an asshole because I just remember when I was a kid and my dad would be like, go eat some peanuts and drink some water. You're fine. Like, <laughs> I probably have okay, so I won't dinner. check it out for you. <laughs> I won't check it's it out so for you. So fucked up. Um, no, like, check it off. Like, it's just fucking greed is another thing, like... Me teaching in the school where I work and the way that these kids fiend for to eat everything is just mind boggling. <laughs> Glenn's like, I had peanuts and water. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking yes. about. It's <laughs> just like you guys. Right. It's like and then if yeah, we won't even get They're into growing it. kids, one. I know, but like damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. My parent oh, I have never been homeless. No, Check. I've never been homeless. Okay. My parents pay some of my bills. Yes, yes. they do. Yes. <laughs> my parents pay all of my bills? No. 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 I don't rely on public transportation. I do not. I, I don't I, really anymore. I surely do. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, I buy new clothes at least once a month. Chelsea yes. does. <laughs> I was like, nope. I do you not. Don't, no, once a month? That's ridiculous. Wait, really? No. Glenn, do you? No, I do not. Can't tell you Wait, last what? time I bought myself a pair of clothes. I don't like have that luxury. Okay, actually. so I need a I need help. Okay, yeah. I have never done my taxes myself. I have not. So that's a check. You've never I'm done your taxes it? yourself? No. She has her Bitch, you know what? Actually, let me not say this cuz the, the feds be listening. Never mind. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have never felt poor. While I have, I've never genuinely felt poor. Right. This is so like subjective. And so not suited to a millennial's exaggerative drop dramatics. Exactly. I'm like, I can't I can't go to Coachella. I'm poor. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can't come to that three hundred dollar dinner. I'm poor. Okay, so I gave us all a check. Next, I have never had to worry about making rent. No. Check. Check for me. Um, Glenn? Uh, yeah, I guess not necessarily, but I'd be worrying. Girl. Because I'd be worried. I'm no, a worrier. You live in, you live in your parents' I live in building. Your parents building. I owe them rent right now. I don't know how I'm going to pay them. They're not going to kick you out. <laughs> my, my mom is going to call me tomorrow. It's the 5th. The motherfucking grace period is up, and you bet to believe the bitch will call. She's not a bitch. She bet. You also, she needs to pull a Sabrina because once I started being late on date, well, actually, this only happened once, but she charged me interest. She what? absolutely will do that. Your mom They're not playing interest? with us. They're not yeah, playing with us. She was like, your rent was three days late, so now you owe interest on top of your rent. Absolutely. What? They are not playing. Yeah. They're like, you That's live hilarious. in the real world. It's like the episode of The Cosby Show. Where they she were charging what's-his-face <laughs> to live in the house. Okay, Same I've shape. never 
worked as a waiter, barista, bartender, or a salesperson? I have. Literally, yes, have. Okay, so none of us get a tick. Mm-mm. I have had an unpaid internship. Yes. I have had yes. every un- unpaid internship. And when I saw that, <laughs> I was like, wow, that is privileged as fuck. Yeah, that you're able to like take that time to Absolutely. like build your resume mm-hmm. and not worry about money. That's crazy. Um, I have had multiple unpaid internships. Yes. Yes. Wow. Privilege. Um, I went to summer camp. Yes. Yep. We can zoom through all these because I know y'all have done all of these. I, I didn't go to private school. I yes. didn't go to no private school. You didn't even go to private like like school to like start school like a no like girl. A, like a Montessori. Oh, Montessori that counts as private? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look Literally everybody. You know what? No, they didn't. I was, Gun's I was like, I, went to, I didn't go to private school. Public school okay, my whole all, life. We all graduated <laughs> from high school. We yeah. all graduated from college. And elite and a, and college. Elite it college. Specifically. Okay. Can we say? I? Yeah. My we all went to elite colleges. Okay. I would say. Yeah. Um, my parents paid at least some of my tuition. Yes. 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 Um, I had a car in high school. Not no. Me. No. I've never had a roommate. No. No. Um, I've always had cable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't got cable right now. Oh, okay. You won't get a t- Girl. I don't. She I can't afford cable. it. Yeah, that's real. Okay. <laughs> I have traveled internationally. Yes. yes. Listeners, hope you have your, your ticks going. Um, I studied abroad. Yes. Yes. And then also I travel internationally at least once a year. Yes. 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 Okay. I've never skipped a meal to save money. Yes. I I've mean, never skipped like a meal to meals. save money. I have. I mean, I Absolutely. have, but like, I think this has more no, meaning. No, 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 like no. you just really skipped a meal. I think you should just All answer right. the question. I don't think that counts, but sure. No, really rich kids don't have to think about that. True. Yeah, but it's like, I've, I've been like, oh, I'll just like get something from the office. Like there'll be food somewhere. <laughs> it's not like, oh. I'm, like I'm hungry and I have no food because I need to save money. Mm, okay. I definitely skipped a meal to save Like I know food. I have access to, to food. Right. Facts, facts. Yeah, snacks, but not a meal. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Um, Do you want the tick or not? I'm going to take the tick. I okay. just feel like it. there's, yeah. All right. I, I spent, don't know what Sally Mae is. I do. Um, I spent spring breaks abroad. Yes. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I have frequent flyer miles. Yes. Yes. Um, my parents are heterosexual. Yes. yes. Um, my parents are both alive. No. Are you guys are yes? Yes. Um, my parents are still married. Yes. 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 Um, I do not have physical disabilities. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not have social disabilities. Questionable for you two. What do you mean? Does my anxiety count? Yeah, you might not get a tick. I don't think I do. I'll give my crippling, crippling anxiety. I don't don't think I do. I'm giving myself a tick. Okay. Um, I do not have any learning disabilities. No. No, I just have no brain cells, but that's (laughs) my own doing. 
Um, I have never had an eating disorder. No. No? I tried. I thought this was interesting that this was on (laughs) this test. Shut it. That's not funny, but... I know. We shouldn't be laughing. Wait, what did you just say? But, oh, you guys, you probably had this at your... Maybe not. Like, in my school, in my middle school, like, there was a phase where everyone had, like, an eating disorder every year. No. And it was, like, the cool thing. The white Yeah, actually, I, I, I experienced that. That's why I'm kind of laughing, because it's not... It was just ridiculous, the ways that... The things that we did was actually really, really fucked up. We would just say... And I still know people that do this to this day. They're like, oh, I'm just having an Anna day, i.e. like, I'm being anorexic today. And we'd see how long we would go without eating. Like, we do shit like that all the time. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I just thought thought it was was weird that it would be on a privilege test, because I think a lot of people with privilege do have eating disorders, if that makes sense. I don't know about that. Like, all the anorexic and bulimic girls I've ever known have been, like, the really rich ones. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, remember but there are different types of eating disorders. What do you mean? Like there are some eating disorders where you like overeat. Oh, well, I don't think I know anyone with that kind. Like you like binge. Oh, I know people that are like that. Okay, moving on. Um, I have never been depressed. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm checking <laughs> Oh, have never as in you're not checking it. Like you're checking it. Checking it because you've I, yeah. never been depressed. I have never been depressed. I, but, yo, depression is very strange to me because it's like I get in extreme funks, but like yeah. what is that exactly? I kind of feel like depression is like more extreme than sadness. But when your sadness is like, why am I sad? Yeah. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sad for no reason. I don't know. What do you want? Do you want to tick? I'm probably going to leave it unchecked. Okay. Um, I have never, sorry, listeners, trigger warning. I have never considered suicide. I have not. I have not. Uh, This is too much. This this, this is getting too real. Um, I guess I'll check it. I have never. Okay. Um, I have never attempted. I have never attempted. I have not. Me neither. Um, I have never taken medication for my mental health. I've never. Never? No. Okay. Um, I can afford medication if and when I need it. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have never been told I'm overweight or too skinny. No. I have. Genuine, not genuinely. Yeah, I have. Okay, so Shade, you get a tick. Um, I have never felt overweight or underweight or too skinny. I have. I have. I have. Yeah. I have never been ashamed of my body. Been shamed for my body. My body oh, I've never type. been shamed, shamed for my body type. for my type. body type. I have. I don't think I have. No. Think about the... No one's ever made any comments about your breasts? Yeah, like Shade. when you were a kid? <laughs> Yeah, we but not in a shameful type. way. Like, where are you going? Put your breath out. Maybe, know, maybe I'm away. taking this more seriously. I'm like, no. Some people dead ass be like feeling away, and like people make comments, but I've like never been like shamed. Like I've seen shamed because I have a lot of overweight people in my family. So I don't know. Maybe I I'm think we can think about this being very shamed seriously. as as as, as being, a woman. Yeah, like for yeah, there's different ways. It's as about, like a curvaceous teenager mm-hmm. in a sexualized way. 
I think you've that's been shamed. Have you watched guys like scream at you about your breasts? Maybe you didn't get offended. Is that shamed? Like I see it I as think like they were trying to. Oh, you're too big. You're too or like you're too this or you're too yeah. that. I don't think that that's Okay, whatever. I consider myself to be physically attractive. Tick this. Yes. <laughs> did you guys hear that fucking little chortle that Shade yeah, we just like, did? Like a leda. <laughs> leda. I can afford a therapist. Obviously, not for much can. longer. But I yes. can only because I am on Medicaid. So I could I'm afford have one, even though I don't see one. Um, I've used prescription drugs recreationally. Yes. yes. Wow, druggies over here. <laughs> Some um, of my faves. <laughs> oh, Lord. I have never had an addiction. No. Yo, I really think I've had a couple that has. <laughs> you actually have. I really do think I have had a lot, like several. My addictions are brief, but they... When I get into something, real. I get really yeah. into it. Glenn and they doesn't last get a for tick. A so moment. ticks for us, none for Glenn. Yeah. I have never been shamed for my religious beliefs. Uh, no, I've I have. been shamed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have. Yeah, I have for sure. I have never been, and I think that's interesting because I think what they're trying to get at are non Christians, but I think Christians also get shamed for their religious beliefs. But, yeah. anyways. I have never been violently threatened for my religious beliefs. No. no. Um, I have never been violently attacked for my religious beliefs. No. No. Nope. Can you all read, please? Um, I have never... Oh, sorry. No. There is no. a place of worship for my religion in my town, a.k.a. city slash borough. Yes. Because the fuck is a town? No. Oh, yeah. Well... Yes, but like not an official place of worship. So no tick? No tick. Okay. And Glenn, you don't? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, oh, that's, that's true. I guess I checked, but because I live in a place where there's all sorts of places of worship. Okay. So I'll give you a check. Next one. Um, I have never lied about my ethnicity as self-defense. I have never. No. I have. You have? Yeah. When I was going to school in like Bushwick with all these Latinos, I like... I didn't lie, but, like, I just wanted to talk about that part of me. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. What did you think? Why is self-defense, though? What did you think was the th- a threat? Because they were just, like, meaner to black people. I don't That's know. That's real. I mean, I have definitely lied as, about my ethnicity before. I don't know if it was necessarily self-defense as much as it was, like, trying to fit in. So I give Shade a tick. Glenn? I'm going to say I, ne- I have never, not for self-defense. I'm a, Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have never lied about my religion. Again. Always. You live near <laughs> a fucking, um, like, whatever, bookings or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> bookings? <laughs> okay, next. I have never uh, lied about my religion as self-defense. No. I have never. No. Um, let's see. All my jobs have been accommodating of my religious practices. Yes. I would say yes. Yeah. I'm not nervous in airport security lines. No, no. even no. though everyone says I look like all types of things. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard this statement. You have been randomly selected for secondary passport control. 
I have never. No. I have not. I have never been called a terrorist. I have not. No. Nope. Nobody has ever tried to save me, quote unquote, from my religious beliefs. No. Nope. No. Even though this one African girl on the plane, when she heard my name, was like, oh, that's that other stuff. <laughs> oh. And she wow. was mad Christian Nigerian. I was like, okay. She said that. Okay, guys, yeah. we're almost done. We're almost there. Thanks for bearing with us. Okay. Um, I have, I've oh, never ahead, been bitch. cyber bullied for any of bitch. my identities. No, no one's ever fucking cyber bullied me. Someone called me an Insta thought. <laughs> <laughs> I really I feel like not- I was cyber bullied, but we didn't grow up in the cyber era. But people used to send me wild shit all the fucking time, maybe via text, text or, or no, no. I would ve- I would venture to say AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, somebody came for you? Oh, girl. For yes. your identity, though? Yes. What'd they say? Okay. Like, black girl? Uh, more like body <laughs> shaming things, but I just, I, I got, yo, I got OD bullied in school. Really? Oh, Glenn. Yeah. Okay, oh, here we we're go. Gonna, we're going to... We're going to dive into this. Mm-hmm. I was not bullied as a child for any of my identities. I was. I was. I don't think that I was. No, I was kind of a bully. So, no. Oh, okay, so a tick for Sade. <laughs> um, um, I have never tried to distance myself from any of my identities. Oh, I have. I, I have. I that I was Dominican. Yeah, I used to lie okay, about so my no ethnicity for- all the time. I have never been self-conscious about any of my identities. I have. I have. I have. Okay. Um, I have never been, I've never questioned any of my identities. I have. I have. Every day. Okay. I feel privileged because of the identities I was born with. I do. I absolutely do. I do not. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Hmm. So... All right, let's see what we got. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, Just 60, press enter. 65. Well, she has her I own tally. I'm doing yours. Chelsea, I have your score. Oh. All right, what's Chelsea's score? Because she was saying some other shit when we took it earlier. Chelsea got a 66. You, 66 out of 100 points of privilege. You're quite privileged. You've had a few struggles, but overall, your life has been easier than most. That's not, not a, a 48, thing. Chelsea. Nor is it yeah, something doing to be it ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a 48. <laughs> but, but you should work to be aware of your advantages and work to help others who don't have them. Thank you for checking your privilege. So, yeah, when you take this quiz, guys, if you want to take it on BuzzFeed, I think it's kind of fun, not fun, but whatever, uh, quirky or, I don't know, witty. Then when you go to te- calculate your scores, it says check your privilege. So I, I also got a, I have a 67 out of 100, so... Literally, like, neck and neck with Chelsea. We both are quite privileged. Who would you get, Chade? Yeah. 70. <laughs> 72. Okay, I did it right. Well, kind of right. On my paper, it says Chelsea and Glenn have 65. Chade has 72. Oh, look at you. Go, go Chelsea. You figured out how to crack this code, because Lord knows I don't know what's going on with this tabulation. I literally just made tally marks and counted it. Okay, Honestly, it's okay. So this is so funny. I I shouldn't be on Instagram, but whatever. I like opened up something on Instagram and it's like, Leo's are more than an ego and anger. And I'm like, I probably got this score because of my ego. 
No, likely. that's that's what I'm saying. You're like, no one shamed me for my body. Meanwhile, <laughs> I've shamed me for my body. Men scream about your tits, but anyway, that's not. But that's not, but that's not shameful. Shame. No, like, they said it in like a mean way, or when they said you had no ass at all. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's shaming, but like that's definitely shaming. I can't, I can't have it all, and now Who's I have a they? butt. When did they say that? Oh my gosh, my guy friends used to clown me all the time, but I don't. But here's the thing: I never felt like genuinely like ashamed of that. I was just like, yeah, I'm like skinny. Yeah, with that's because of your ego. But anyways, um, <laughs> wait, Shade, what does yours say on BuzzFeed though? Besides your score, like what are the words? Same shit as y'all. You're quite privileged. You've had a few struggles, but overall your life has been far easier than most. We're all on the same motherfucking boat. Okay, but as black women, do we agree with this test? This BuzzFeed white ass, white fucking fake ass test? Oh, it seems like you Okay, well, I feel like (laughs) I, as we begin to like unpack some of these topics, right? I think it's so interesting that you guys vehemently were like I, I like you do not feel privileged because of the identity that you were born with um I do just because I love being a black woman and I think it's a privilege like I, I feel honored to be a black mm. woman granted the that this identity may not I might not be afforded actual privileges in society because of it but mm-hmm. I th- I mean I wouldn't want to be anything else i I think it's a. I, I'm so like thrilled. It's a privilege. I think that's what Charlemagne's thinking is behind mm. his book, Black Privilege. He yeah, it's a privilege to be black. You know what's so funny? In preparation for this episode, I googled like Black Privilege, privilege, mm-hmm. and um, Charlemagne's book came up obviously, but also a lot of articles came up about how white people are actually arguing that in 2019, being black is way more of a privilege than it is to be white. Isn't that kind of crazy? Why are they saying that? Okay, so I'll read some of the things that they said. Um, Well, more whites have begun talking about themselves as a racially oppressed majority. In a widely publicized 2011 survey, white Americans said they suffer from racial discrimination more than blacks. Where does this belief come from? The numbers don't appear to support it because numerous studies and surveys show that blacks lag behind whites and other racial groups in many socioeconomic categories. So like there's all this evidence that proves that actually whites are in like a way more better position in our society. But then this fucking racist little bitch named David Horowitz, racist motherfucker, who's the author of the book Black Skin Privilege and the American Dream. No, he did not. He said... Try it. Yeah, yeah. Tried it. Wait, everything I'm reading about this shit seems just (sighs) racist. He said, Blacks are still more privileged, though they lag behind other racial groups in varying, varying categories. It's not white privilege that's preventing them from doing better, he says. It's their behavior, <gasps> such as oh. their inability to build more intact families. Oh, God. Okay, David Horowitz. When the fuck did he write this text? Um, let me look it up. But like, there's so many like quotes from it, and I'm like, how is this allowed oh, to even be quoted on CNN.com? Disgusting. That's wild. Um, <sighs> something I thought that was really interesting was in regards to gender. Um, like, I'll never forget. And I think so. This like these types of things are interesting for me to think on I've definitely become more like quote unquote like woke or like self-aware um Mm -hmm. since I was in college because I remember 
distinctly, like I was driving to New York with my sister and a friend of mine from Trinity, black girl from Trinity. And she was talking about how she felt like really discriminated against in the fraternities and just felt away. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I've never felt that way. Like, Mm. I just don't know. And, um, we were talking about a friend of ours who's, um, I don't know really how to identify the, the, the friend's sibling, but cause I think she, they define as they, but anywho, um, was born a woman. And I was like, I, and I said, I was like, I feel like being born in like a gender that you don't feel is like assigned to you, I think is harder than like racial discrimination. And my sister and my friend were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, really like convinced of that. And I hate being like, whose struggle is like Mm -hmm. harder than the others. But like, I don't know. I feel like that, um, the whole gender thing. You think it's the toughest? Not is the toughest, but really like when I was going through it, I was like, yeah, like I've, I've never tried to change my gender, my, my gender, Gender. my gender. Mm -hmm. And I, and I still identify as a gender I was born in and like, I can't imagine what mm-hmm. that feeling is like because I feel no, like you that might feel, feel like crazy. you're like trapped, trapped or something. For sure. What if I uh, you were born in the wrong race, Rachel Dolezal? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Let's not even talk about her stupid ass. Oh, God, because I'm you... thinking about that video that you sent me on <laughs> braid tutorials. IG. The braid tutorial had me wee. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just to go back to the trans identity versus being a black woman, not to compare the two, um, but do you all remember when Amanda Seals had a conversation with um, Caitlyn Jenner? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. And Caitlyn Jenner was like, you know, you just don't love this country or appreciate this country in the same way that I do. And Amanda Seals was like, you know what? You're right, Caitlyn. I don't because this country has never loved me the way that it has loved you when you lived your entire life as a white as a man. white man. Yeah, I mean, that's that shit that happened with Chimamanda Adichie a few months back when she was saying that um, trans women like are not allowed to stake the same claim as mm. a, a woman is, that their identity is a trans woman. It's different than being a woman because they're oh, yeah, carrying that was with a whole them thing. the... Mm-hmm. Um, privilege kind of or sort of like the mentality that was that came with the privilege that they had when they were like living as men um Mm, and that they retain this like in their ego in their psyche but i think for specifically like somebody like caitlin jenner that's Mm -hmm. something where you can see that play out right like a very wealthy white man who's since transitioned still is a Republican, like has a lot of weird ass like views about like homosexual people, all Mm -hmm. kinds of shit. Like, I don't even understand how, like, is she a part? I I don't know. Yeah. She wants to be a part of the community, but has a totally different kind of experience. Um, Yeah. I think that, I think that's very specific to, and I think we can all agree on that, like her. Yeah, that's <laughs> a very and her Caitlin life as Jenner a rich thing. white man, and then coming to this black woman and saying that was kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, definitely there with our trans brothers and sisters of color. Of color like that. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, and there's a there's a, that's another thing. There. I mean, there's a lot of questions in here that I think we all felt like we could identify with in terms of feeling like 
not always feeling safe in our bodies, mm-hmm. specifically as women and as women mm-hmm. of color. Like we end up being a lot more vulnerable walking around. But yeah, for trans people of color, it's it's just another level. Um, it reminds yeah. me of that that Dave Chappelle joke. I think it was in one of his most recent stand-ups. I can't remember what it was called. But he was talking about how he was carrying like a bunch of money in his backpack. And he was terrified. He was on the train, afraid, afraid, afraid. And he was like, I wonder. He's like, I can't believe. Like something he said about like, it was the most intense feeling to know that he was carrying all this money. And he wondered what that must feel like to carry something valuable like that with you all the day, every single day of your life and and feel like people want it. And then he realized Mm. what it must feel like to have a vagina. (laughs) <laughs> that's real as fuck though <laughs> but also though that somebody might literally like attack you to take it oh God. you know what i mean it went dark real fast yeah 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 so i mean that was that that was kind of what was striking to me in this and um i didn't mean to offend anyone when i said that the the question about rape was intense but it was just Kind of took no, it me. Is. It took me back a little bit because initially these questions are like, "Oh, this, that, and the third. and then it's like very real. Like that's a very real thing. But it is interesting that it's that's really considered. A, I mean, I guess it is. I mean, how does that question factor into privilege? Because it's safety. I, I yeah, think. your safety. Mm. You, the way you will view the world go forward. I'm assuming it's never happened to me, but the way you view the world go forward will always be altered. Yeah, and and even if you've never had a crazy or, or you've never had a traumatic experience like that, all of us were taught as women to dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. And if we do dress another way, like if you dress slutty, it might be unsafe for you. Mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't have even said if you dress slutty. Oops, sorry, Amber Rose. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even um, the... I think I was highlighting the assault versus... Um, was it what rape? Was it? Sexual, Sexual assault, assault versus, versus oh harassed or assaulted. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like those could have been broken up, but I was like thinking of when I studied abroad, and at the time, like I don't know, it was weird. Like I was in Argentina, so it was like nice, like to be able to like get attention and feel cute. But then at the same time, it was like so intense to the point where like I would go places and I would just know like someone was going to say something mm-hmm. people were going to do something like I'll never forget we were leaving this party and there was this like soccer club or whatever they were like all outside they had just finished playing their game and they were all like sitting down and eating and some of my like white friends walked by and they were like nah, like making little like noises and then like the minute like I walked by with my friend they all got up and started like clapping and like yelling and mm. they called me like this term for like brown girl or whatever and I was just like this is so fun. like everywhere I fucking went like I and like I would go to parties and people would be like touching me and like mm. grabbing me like I had to have like my friends like come so people wouldn't touch me and I was like damn that's fucking crazy yeah. like I can't imagine yeah so I was like that's fucking harassment. For sure. And it's like, I th- we've talked about this, I think, before, that like you could walk outside and people feel like they have the right to, like your body is public domain, right? Like they have the right to make mm-hmm. comments on it, to touch it. Like like you don't belong to yourself. You belong to them, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And and I, I've definitely felt like that before, too. Um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. 
I also find it interesting how people with privilege react. Like, even thinking about this Horowitz, whatever the fuck his name is, um, racist dude. Um, I feel like sometimes like white men, or not even sometimes, in 2019, white men really feel like they're under attack. They do. Like, like when the Me Too thing came out, like they were like, oh, we can't even do anything. Like, it might be Me Too. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? And they feel like they're under attack. Instead of just like understanding that you have some sort of privilege and then maybe using that privilege to help others or, right. I don't know, doing something positive with it instead of victimizing yourself. I don't know who said this, um, but it's making me think, like, there there have been people who have talked about, like, that, yeah, this whole phenomenon of, like, white people, especially white men, feeling like, oh, shit. Um, and it's that, like, if you've always had this power and you've never had to share, like, imagine now, like, having to share and, like, mm-hmm. having to give some of your power. But that made me think of, like, if you are in some ways, like, underprivileged but then in other ways privileged is it easier for you to understand the less privileged side like for no. me no think about think about uh the election that just happened all them white women who are women but still couldn't understand that and voted for Donald Trump you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. me personally i I think maybe this is where you were going to before I rudely interrupted. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But like, I think like I can understand why homophobia is bad because I understand why racism is bad. But then I think other people just like stick to whatever piece of privilege they have and they want to hang on to it and like don't want to let it go. Mm. Like poor white people. They're like, I'm still white. True. True facts. I mean. So it's like a power dynamic of sorts. Yo, you just really fucked with my head right there because- you know, initially I'm opening up like white people be broke as fuck. They know they're broke, blah, 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 blah. Like some br- white people, but like, <laughs> yeah, you went in. They so literally they are still racist. So you're right. Like, it, like, it does, something does not, is not adding up for them. And that yeah, is yeah, just, it's, like, it's just, it's, it's proof of institutionalized white ass privilege that like you could still feel that way. How much white people have been emboldened and made to believe that they were special regardless of anything. I'm going to say something so extreme. Mm -hmm. And aside from like kind of like gender, like Mm -hmm. maybe being black is like the worst thing because so many people run from blackness. Like any proximity that people can have to whiteness, Mm -hmm. I think they like grab onto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like even, even within the black community. Yes, exactly. I was I was like thinking of it even within the black community. Glenn and I were talking about. <laughs> she's telling about this Creole man, mm-hmm. and then it kind of like leads to her like asking all these questions about like what Creole is. <clears throat> and I was we were like talking, and I was like, well, I don't know about in America, but I know about like in Latin America, this whole like caste system of race and how like people literally like tried to force like intermixing and whitening of their their families and their mm-hmm. skin to be closer to whiteness because like that's the like that's beneficial and I guess in some ways that's associated with wealth as well right so that's where you kind of like toe that line but right. white is right okay uh, I have a couple like two things on that okay subject. come closer to the mic because now you're playing my bad my bad my bad um okay. how do you guys think 
that the tide will, do you think that the tide is going to turn in the, like just looking at the way culture is moving right now, of course, black people have always contributed largely to culture. People have always wanted to know what the fuck we were up to. But like the way these young (laughs) white people, I guess because I was also just watching a bunch of fire festival vlogs and shit, the way they love black people, black culture is just mind boggling to me. And the way, I mean, mean, it's not mind boggling at all, but it's just like, God, fucking Lord, y'all are obsessed. Y'all are obsessed. They don't love black people. I mean, I don't know. They love black people. They love black culture. That's nothing new. Elvis is, Elvis is, is is just a, a a an artist who was trying to be black who stole like black sound. Don't get me started on the fucking banjo. No, oh god, please don't get me <laughs> oh started. God. No, Put obviously, the banjo. yes, of course. <laughs> but white people have always been obsessed with this to the point that like we could go and we can perform in their in their clubs because they want to hear our music and our jazz and our culture. But then like we can't actually like stay there. You know, like they've always been obsessed with our culture. Absolutely, from day but I one. feel like there's more like obsession with it not only just being like sound and like lifestyle but also like they want black people to be in the room it's like or or like white young white people that live in wherever the fuck they live middle america are all up in a travis scott concert like it's not like somebody else is performing that sound even though there is of course a performative thing but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like black people at this right now are still being up, are being upheld in a different kind of way. I don't think that it, it trickles down to like the everyday person, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's some I kind of worship Scott happening came right now. Home to one of those middle American households, it would be a different story. True. Yeah, it's I this young obsession. I don't know. Yeah. And I guess I also, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> No, all this porn I be watching, this this one specific <laughs> um, production company Blacked? called Blacked. Is that what you just said? Black? My fave. That's yeah. my fave. I love Blacked. <laughs> but I was watching this Netflix documentary. It was called like After Porn or something. After Porn Ends. And they were saying like how much you make less money when you did interracial scenes. I'd be curious to see what the what it is now because everything, maybe it's because it knows what I like, but I'm just seeing black on white everywhere i don't know it's just your it's just your cookies mom. i guess it's my is cookie. that what you like i don't know why that's a whole other <laughs> maybe another topic of conversation but basically white people are, ups- are fucking say, obsessed with us which they have been for forever i feel like i feel like it kind of goes back to that whole ariana grande thing mm-hmm. and also something i've been noticing like i didn't know how popular uh lip injections were mm-hmm. i thought oh, it was just girl I, I thought it was just like a hollywood thing but like a lot of everyday girls are getting lip injections and I just find it so interesting that like you are literally getting your lips to try to look like a person of colors, right? Yeah. But like you don't you could give a fuck about black girls. Like it's so it's not like it's weird. It's like not like you're trying to be a black girl because you love Beyonce. It's like you love the white girl that's acting like a black girl if that makes yes. sense yes so it's like when you're mm-hmm. tr- who you're trying to mimic is actually kylie jenner right exactly is like who is mimicking like, mo- yeah mocking or ripping off black women but exactly and i think that was princess nokia's issue when well maybe it wasn't but like the fact that like ariana grande can have weave or talk about weave and then it's suddenly cool and not ghetto right, right. mm-hmm 
you know that term, um, ghetto until proven fashionable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but let's think about that. So thinking about this, uh, this grand obsession with black people that people have, and then all these efforts to put black people, to hire black people everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just really curious to see how it's going to play out. I'm just curious, especially with like how mobilize, like how how much we're mobilizing. I don't know. I mean, this is literally a system that has been designed. It's going to be hella hard to like demolish, yeah. but it's very interesting. And maybe it's because of the spaces that we occupy. But I don't know. Like literally, that where I work now, if you're not black or of color or like any kind of of color or a woman, they deadass don't even want to hire you. Yeah. But think about what roles are filled by whom. Right. Mm-hmm. Thinking the same thing, Chelsea. Like, like it's I even look hire, at... Yeah, sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say it's easy to hire black people, but like, are the black people the ones signing the checks? No, no. that's a total fact. When you look at my company, um, and I will definitely give my president kudos in that he like will openly say this. He's like... We have a big problem because we have major diversity, but once you start to get to the Mm -hmm. C-suite, it's all white people and Mm -hmm. there's like a woman Mm -hmm. and that's who's like calling the shots. And so we now have a black CFO, which I'm like so here for, but like that's something that a lot of people are like not doing. And so I don't really think any changes will be made until we have the generational wealth Mm -hmm. I think that's what's really lacking because you know you have these people who are like Beyonce's and Jay-Z's and Diddy's and like yeah after their kids maybe like have some kids but like what are they going to do with that money you know like are they going to make the right decisions because if you think about like even our banks like all banks in America how those started how that's like old old money that Mm -hmm. like all those types of companies, like people who's like Kraft. What's the dude? What's his first name? He was dancing with Cardi B. No, Ooh. but yeah, I um, Robert Kraft. Mm. Um, he was like dancing with Cardi B and like hanging out with Meek Mill, whatever. But like um, that type of like old money. Like he's the owner of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like, type of money that like you don't have to worry about if your your grandkids or your great grandkids or your great 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 grandkids will have money right that's mostly white people for sure yeah and and like just to tie it back to the privilege conversation um even a black person with privilege and i and i think this relates to what you were saying shadi a black person with privilege it's just never and I and I feel like in a utopian society, Glenn, like we would catch up. Right. But I feel like it just won't happen because even if you think about like, I don't know, like taxes, for instance, if I make a certain amount of money as a black person and I and I acquire a certain level of success, then that money gets taxed, right? But my money innately works differently than someone who has had generational wealth. Mm-hmm. So why am I getting taxed in the same mm-hmm. way that a white person whose father's father had money? Facts. My money is going back to my mom. My money is going back to my grandparents. My money is going back to my family members. And yet I'm still getting taxed the same way. So I think until we get like 
fucking reparations or we get some type of tax cut like how Native Americans do. And like, sorry, I'm not, I don't mean that in a negative way to Native Americans, but I'm just saying like it, I don't understand how we could ever catch up. Right. And that's just being real. You had the ability to accrue all this money for free. For free. For fucking You were even free. given like land and shit. So like when people say, oh, like black people with money are like, you know, check your privilege. It's like, okay, yeah, check your privilege. But at the same time, it still ain't the same, bruh. Yeah. So that makes me think about something else. I think we should speak a little bit before we like maybe because we're going long. Like ra- think about specifically black privilege, right? The fact that we are black women who went to elite schools. You guys went to private schools. I guess I went to a private preschool. And according to BuzzFeed, we are privileged. Right. And and it's like, so somebody posted on Instagram over the weekend um, some pictures of Ashley Banks. Um, who else did they post? Oh, and Shorty. I guess, oh, yeah, Ashley Banks and Hillary Banks. And I'm sure there's other, like, privileged black women. Like, I think there was somebody from the Cosby show. That she posted. And she was saying something about how she was so grateful for these like bougie, essentially bougie depictions of black women when she was growing up because they gave her something to identify with. Hmm. Um, and there's this book that's called BAP, Black Ameri- like the official guide to being mm-hmm. a black American princess. And I, I wrote an essay about this because um, I remember when I was, I grew up, I was in Jack and Jill as a kid, this like, uh, elite social club for black people. Um, but I still argue that being that I was in it and from Brooklyn, it's, I think it made my experience in it a little different than if you grew up like in Connecticut or something in mm-hmm. one of these like gated communities. Like we still yeah. were all from Brooklyn and went mostly went to public school. But this mm-hmm. book basically was talking about how you could be this polished black woman and, um, and I remember when I was reading it as a kid, I felt like I didn't fi- I didn't fit into it, but I always thought it was interesting to even have the word princess side by side with something that was about a black woman, because I felt mm. like that wasn't a narrative that we got to get. And to be wow. considered a black American princess was something kind of like subversive, I think. And mm-hmm. it's just hard because... You end up going through your own kind of guilt being a black person that has a certain level of privilege when you see Mm -hmm. other black people that don't have it like you. And and I think that there was a specific question like that on the test, too, which was like something about, damn, it was something about shame or something about your, oh, I've never been self-conscious about any of my identities or have never questioned Mm. any of my identities. Specifically, Mm -hmm. that ties to my privilege as a black person. Mm, that's um, interesting. That is really. Interesting. I just wonder if you if you guys have any thoughts about that. I, well, like, sorry, go, you go. Um, for me, like, it's always been interesting because I am also, I would say, like, financially more well off, like middle class, but that I'm the last kid of five and like my parents both had me pretty late like my mom was maybe 33 and my dad was like 45 so by the time I was born like my parents had been working for years like my you know I I was very blessed in that like my all everyone in my family like owned their homes so like that's definitely like a benefit but like 
my parents were able to accrue a lot more wealth than like when my like siblings were growing up. So I had a very different experience, but like, I also know the side of like my mom, like being a a single mom at 18 and like she had a really great family, but also like had to hustle. So like there was also that always that like hustle mentality, Mm -hmm. even though like we had money. So like when I say like my mom charges me interest (laughs) to pay my rent, like it was always like, yes, like you live in a very nice home and you go to this private school and you wear really nice things, but like you always need to be aware of like what, like how you got here. So like getting like lunch money or like money to go to the movies was like, you're cleaning this whole fucking house (laughs) and you're doing like all these other things. Mm -hmm. So it was like always having to like earn that money. So like, Mm -hmm. while I, I was always very much like, yeah, I mean, I know I have it very, very well off. Like my parents always worked with like underprivileged kids in my community. So like, I was very aware that like my upbringing was very different. Mm -hmm. I also, it was always like, I don't, this isn't just some like, here you go type shit. I don't know. So I've always seen like the, the value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've kind of always, um, like I, I've, I'm still questioning the fact that this test says that I'm very privileged because like, I think I did, I do have privilege obviously, but like all of it came from like a lot of non-privilege. Like my mom, like just busting her ass to make sure like that I had every opportunity she could find for sure but anyways um I always used to say like when I would get around like certain types of black people and we all know the type like super Mm -hmm. bougie (laughs) I would be like damn black people with money are fucking worse than white people with money (laughs) and I think it comes from the fact that like and I'm gonna say some I'm not gonna generalize because it's just not true but some of the black people with money that I've experienced and been around it's kind of like they turn their nose up to other black people Mm -hmm. and and I'm not even saying that it's their fault I think it comes from like these systems that have been created that make them want to align themselves with whiteness Mm -hmm. so so gaining wealth or gaining objects or material things like homes and cars and fancy shit makes them feel like like that they can ascend to something closer to whiteness or like Mm -hmm. have a life closer to the perfect white life um i don't know i feel like it's some sort of assimilation and therefore leads to cracks in the black community um i don't know if that makes sense no it does i mean i think it's really interesting it's interesting because so like you guys like my parents are both the first people in their co- in their families to go to college, like mm-hmm. blue collar families, like two bedroom house, like eight kids, and work their asses off to give me like a lot of the privileges that I have. And while I have had been in a lot of spaces where I could be, where I have been around a lot of like bougie ass black people, I've always felt extremely uncomfortable in those rooms. But then I'll go to spaces where I'm with wealthy white people and I feel like I have to like do a lot to keep up and prove to them that I actually have some type of wealth or privilege or access or exposure. Mm. And that that mm-hmm. is also uncomfortable in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time like trying to pretend that I was like some like girl that was like 
like some hood rat, essentially. Like I wanted to be a blood my whole high school. (laughs) A ruby. A ruby. A ruby. Yes. And somebody (laughs) told me recently... Like I thought, like that, you know, the options where I could get jumped in or blessed in, and I was like, "Word, I'm gonna yes. get blessed in," and that meant that they was gonna run a train you on whore. me. I didn't know, <laughs> did not know, but yeah, like for me, that was something of like I think about this now, like me trying to identify with some part of blackness that I felt like, like because these other things that. that I was seeing did not appeal to me, right? But why does blackness have to be like one of the other, one of each extreme? Um, either like hella yeah. bougie or like some other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was also gonna say that's interesting because if I'm in a room full of like super super hood people, I also feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know about that. Really? <laughs> you feel like I feel comfortable around super bougie like, and that's the funny thing. It'd be like black people that think they have money, and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. you think you have money? Okay. Right. But anyways, um, yeah, a room full of people like that, and then a room full of rich white people, and then a room full of broke, maybe people who haven't had much exposure or much privilege at all. I don't know. I feel like it's just a weird space to be in, being like a black person who does exhibit some sort of privilege. Right. When you live on like a line, like somebody called me bougie recently. I was at, I mean, this was like a summer ago. I was at some fly ass house um, in LA, some bougie ass black people. I was getting my whole life over there, to be honest. We were talking about all kinds of fucking highbrow ass shit. But at one point, this woman just called me bougie. She said something. We were having some, you know, I feel like I get in these rooms, people always want to talk about, like, exactly what we're talking about. And she was like, you know, because when you're a bougie black person, which you are, and I was like, oh. I was all at once, like, offended and then felt, like, affirmed. And it was very strange. (laughs) Offended and affirmed. affirmed. Bougie has such a really bad connotation, though, too. But then oh, at the no. same time, it has a sort of good connotation because would you rather be like ghetto and poor right. or bougie? You know? It's so weird. It's like being black has so many fucking just rules and like, I don't know. Right. I am bougetto. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Shadi. I mean, <laughs> there's definitely, there's a, there's a few girls that I know that grew up in Bed-Stuy Actually, damn, Shade, you don't. I don't even know if you're a part of this this whole crew that we unofficially officially have. Um, that like lived in brownstones or something, but went to 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 public schools, and it's they're sort of like they've said this to me. I'm like, oh, I'm glad that this is a conversation that's being had. That they're like, yo, there are black people from Brooklyn that do, do not live this typical quote unquote like do or die lifestyle that the media likes to tout, but we're also not like snobby ass Martha's Vineyard summering kind of people like we are we come from hard like hardworking families as everybody as in all of these situations that we're talking about um Mm -hmm. are hardworking right but middle class like that's a thing black people can be middle class yes yeah but yeah I'm I'm not in that crew Glenn sorry (laughs) yeah I think just to bring it back real fast the black middle class is shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know if that will be a thing for much longer. I'll bring it back. I'm going to procreate. <laughs> I mean, Shut even it. the kinds of things that you we fantasize to- <laughs> for for our kids are, is really 
like privilege, but again, like when I was talking about like thinking that black women can be princesses, I think it's kind. Of, I, I think it's dope, and I feel very fortunate and blessed to imagine a lifestyle for the, the kind of way that I want my kids to live. Is like it's even greater than the kinds of privileges that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and and honestly, that's that's a great thing to to try to learn or relearn because. I was watching a Martin Luther King speech, not the I Have a Dream one, but the one where right before he got killed, mm-hmm. um, when his mindset started changing, and he was talking about how like even in the dictionary, like like they've just tried to they've tried to teach us that like blackness is so disgusting and ugly. Mm-hmm. Like any word related to blackness is like dirty and like bad and evil. And then like whiteness is just like pure and like mm-hmm. goodness. So like yeah, we have to do that extra work and maybe sometimes it's problematic, but I don't know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Well, I think we will all very likely be the black middle or upper class. So it's just up to us to make sure our kids aren't assholes. Right. And then once you are all assholes, I mean, and that's, and that's an important part (laughs) of, okay, this is the, what we got at the end, it says of our results, like you're quite privileged and it says this is not a bad thing nor is it something that you should be ashamed of but you should be aware of your advantages and work to help others who don't have them and I feel like I'm so used to saying that kind of thing to like a white man or like Mm -hmm. white people in general check your privilege Mm -hmm. how are you going to be an ally but like Mm -hmm. we also have that same duty yeah to an extent yeah a thousand percent word gotta give back give back to our communities support in our communities and yeah I don't know I feel like give people internships let them pick your brain absolutely put people <laughs> yes. on because it's put all about on. building this everybody network. black absolutely exactly. and that's why yeah ultimately and it kind of ties back to my weekend with all these Howard people and there was some bouginess in that room to an extent but all of us got there in all different kinds of ways, but now that we've gone to this kind of elite-ass black school, I feel like it becomes a part of like this kind of way of living, of like bringing every, putting everybody on, trying to create yes, some black-ass mafia and that's how, of winners. That's how the white people have done it for mm-hmm. years. We just gotta, they they tricked us at first, but we now we getting hip, and getting our shit together, so. You yeah, know? but also like reparations yes. and tax reform. And by I would, black. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't turn down reparations. And also black people, if you have property, try not to sell your property, please, mm, true. please, please, please. Or if please. you sell it, sell it to a black person. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the fact but, that you um, still live in, you were able to go back to homes that were owned by your great grandparents is literally amazing and a, like my dream. Both my parents just sold oh, yeah. the houses that they grew up in. Their families had to sell the houses. Oh, and that shit yeah. is really like, I don't, I don't, we've gone back to see the houses. I don't even know how they go back yeah. and look at those houses. I couldn't do it. Oh, my mom tells me if, if we sell the house, like she'll haunt us. <laughs> and I'm going to tell the same thing to my kids. So I think we should hold on to it forever. Forever. Yeah, I don't have a house in my family. I have a single mom who was an immigrant. But, anyways. Continue. Hey, it's all the shit. Your house haunt your kids, possibly. But um, what gotta what would you do when you're someone at home? And your and your babies (laughs) crying on the bedroom floor. Oh shit! 
Okay. That, that was, was a good save. Acapella. <laughs> um, so this she one was an interesting one. Okay. No, I have it. Okay. Calmate. So this listener is asking about some financial advice. And I said, this is interesting because <laughs> if anyone should be giving financial advice, it is not, not I. Be you. <laughs> Um, so they said that they have a family member who does not have the best history with money spending constantly like asking for money, but the family member alleges that they are like getting their shit back on track and that they want to invest in a business and they need, they don't want to go to like a bank. Maybe they can't go to a bank, I'm assuming. Mm -mm. So they want the family members to come together and help them get this money. It seems they have some like whole ass legit plan on how they're going to pay the money back. So they're trying to come on some, they're trying to come correct. Hmm. Okay. I thought you were going to um, say that they wanted like a co-signature on some shit. Oh no, no ma'am. Because the answer is no. No. Yeah. It's like, what would you, no. Um, but they're asking, you know, would you lend this money or does it feel as though you're just continuing, continuing to enable this individual? I think it depends. Like, do you believe in the plan? Will you right. have a part in the business? Um, is the plan legit? Like, yeah, I think I think it's it's a great thing to invest in some sort of family business. Um, that's what other cultures have been doing. That's what they do. But you got to come correct. True. I mean, money and family, ain't that some real testy type of situation? It is. Shouldn't be. I mean, Mm. you said they have a whole ass plan, right? Like, is this person going to be a, they're going to pay it back? Or like, maybe you become an investor and you get some returns. be a part of the business. Right. Yeah, sorry. When you write a letter to us, give us a little more information, please. (laughs) Well, I'm torn because... So my mom, I love her, but like she definitely, and like even I'm guilty of this, not just like her own kids, but like her godchildren, just like people that she supports, like she will constantly like help you out. But she has a saying, like, don't give a loan and like, don't give money that you can't like not feel okay with getting back. Yeah, basically. So her whole thing is like, if you know this person doesn't pay me back, like, you know, whatever. Like, I tried to help them. But I don't know. I'm weird with family and money. Like, there's parts of me that's like, nope, you fucked up. Oh, fucking well. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, damn. Like you said, to your point, Chelsea, like, this is how a lot of people have been successful and that they're Mm -hmm. able to go to that network of having their family. So I'm really torn. Yeah, that, that small, small loan. Yeah, small loan. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say take a look at that business plan and see if it seems really feasible. I, yeah. I don't think there's any reason not to support that if you if you're in the position to do it. Yeah, I really don't see why you shouldn't. I agree. I'm all here for a family money scheme. I love a scheme. I mean, you're right. Like keep that shit in the family. Right. Yeah. It has to make sense. Yeah. It's a viable business. Unless it's herbal tea or whatever, herbal life. <laughs> oh my God. People really be doing that. Like they really do. Fit tummy tea? Herbal life. No, herbal life. What's that? 
Girl. It's like, it's basically like um, Mary Kay of like protein powders. But the way people oh be gosh. talking about it, I really thought oh it worked. Gosh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> to be honest. Also, uh, I just wanted to quickly say happy fucking Black History Month on oh, our Instagram. Yes. Every single day, we're highlighting a black woman doing shit or who has done shit or, you know, someone that you should take some time to research, um, acknowledge, maybe say a prayer to them. I don't know. Yes, say a prayer to them. But so far we've had um, Shirley Chisholm. That was mine. Bullet, bullet. Who was yours, Glenn? Bessie Coleman. The first black woman pilot. Oh, yes. My my guy, my, my guy, Nina Simone. My guy, my girl, Nina. Yes, Love and that. we will be having more all month. Maybe we'll just do this forever. Honestly, because we can yeah, go on and on. because there's more than 28. Facts. Um, do you have a black girl doing shit, Glennie? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, we were talking about privilege in a kind of, in a very vast way throughout this conversation, but I kind of zeroed in on the, the I guess, financial side of it. Uh, there's a woman named Tanya Rapley, and she's the CEO of MyFab Finance, which teaches millennial women of color how to take control of debt and overcome their finances. Oh, shit. I'm about to call Tanya. Oh, yes. My, I think, you know, as we're talking about this, like, building finance. generational wealth, um, we got to make some smart wow. choices. That's Ooh, she's awesome. a shorty. I know. There's some, there's, I mean, there's a lot of cuties. Another woman, her name is Samantha Ely. She has a company called Generation... Generation Wealthy, which produces financial educational content that talks about money and breaking the taboo around that topic, because that's another thing people often say that black people don't like to talk about money in a uh, like candid ass way. Mm. Yeah. Like, wow, this is awesome. It. On MyFab Finance, she has a take our free debt elimination course, and it says our community has paid off more than 230000 worth of debt. Join the wow. challenge, and it's hashtag banish the balance. Fuck yeah. Amazing. And I think going forward, we'd love to talk with a uh, financial advisor to think about how yes. we can take Oh my take God, it. we should like, try to get her yeah, on the Yeah, we show. should. Girl, we going to reach out to you. Listeners, to a susu. Listeners, go on her. Um, does she have an Instagram? Spam her and page. I couldn't find an Instagram for her. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but oh wait, yes, you found one. There's a there's an icon right at the bottom. Oh. oh, that's a link. That's LinkedIn. Sorry. Mm? See, <laughs> check yourself. Oh wait, wait, no. I actually spelled I her name wrong it. on Instagram. It's Tanya, so T O N Y A. Tanya dot yes, Rapley. Yes, girl. Her entrepreneur Instagram wife is and my mother. Fab my Fab Finance. Finance, right? So go to her page, My Fab Finance, and write. Do an interview with Black Girls Texting. Do an interview with Black Girls Texting. And then maybe we'll get her up in here to give us some info. Yes. That would be amazing. It would be. Um, any other announcements, ladies? Uh, I think that's it for now. Watch this space. More to come. Yeah, still, still living my black-ass life. Mm-hmm. And if you're a white man, one thing you could do is just listen. And stop talking. Honestly, I was going to say is stop talking to me. <laughs> so, yeah. You could Venmo me. Oh, gosh. Stripper <laughs> on the loose. <laughs> Yo, I have a whole other topic, but I can't even get into it because we'll be here forever. 
I just okay, looked at my that. credit score. It says needs work. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> this was fun, you guys. Um, thank you all for listening. You can take the quiz on BuzzFeed. Um, it's a with quiz, a grain though. of salt, right? Yeah, but I feel like this warrants and, another conversation, and it's a conversation. Yeah, started. and explore the conversation with your friends. I'm, I feel like a lot of people have very diverse friend groups. You know, like chat with all different types of people about it, get different perspectives, or your family. That would be interesting. Yeah, word. That yeah. would be interesting. To thinking about those generational divides. Mm-hmm. My father thinks he's the most privileged person on the planet, and he's a black man who was born in 1947. So you should see my face right That's now. I'm like your father from the pink houses, oh, Stephen from the pink houses. He's like, I was an Archbishop Malloy. I was the only black kid in my school, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, but you know what? His parents didn't even go to kindergarten, and he has two masters. So <sighs> look at God. I mean, this is this thing this constant, like. I don't know, this upwardly mobile thing, quote unquote, as they say. Yeah, man. I don't know. We are our ancestors' um, wildest dreams. Facts speak on yep, it. But don't get lazy and let them trick you because that's exactly what happened when Barack Obama became president. And then they had to come and put us back in our place and put a racist Checked in Checked us real quick. Chief. Like, oh, oh, oh. You yep, thought you were good? Y'all thought it was a post-racial society? Yeah, that dumbasses. doesn't exist. Yeah, no. This is still America, like Shadi likes to say. <laughs> I really do think we could start finessing these young ass white people. Like once their parents die, <laughs> all the whites that went to Fire Festival. <laughs> oh my God, we could there are we could mind control these people and take all their money. We gonna throw a Fire Festival. <laughs> so I just want to say this: we she speaks on. I am not involved. My name is Oshremi Shade Parham. I am not involved with what she just said. <laughs> For the record, Glenn gonna have my ass in jail. Oshremi, um, I'm not admitted to fraud. Right. Or, quote unquote, false advertising. Money laundering ass. Um, guys, thank you. I feel like our episodes are getting longer and longer, but you're probably getting to know us more and more. And y'all be listening to the read, and that should be like three hours. So bear with sure us. Sure, dude. Um, I get hype. <laughs> Thank you so so much. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, y'all. Bye. Bye.